Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Well, welcome. I'm Marty Caldwell. And for the next 30 minutes, we will be taking a time to talk about one topic, uh, about cord blood banking for your baby. Many people are not familiar with this term, but you will find this is a very important and extremely um, needed uh, service if you're pregnant or you're an adoptive parent or if someone you know is pregnant. If so, make sure they listen to the show and the archive shows too. So if you know anybody pregnant, please let them know. Um, this program is a one-time you know, event that really can help you and help your child in their future if needed. So we're going to talk about what this is, cord blood banking today. Um, so stay tuned for that in just a moment. I want to mention to you that uh, you can also sign up for our weekly show update and email reminder at our site, letstalkadoption.com. Whether you're seeking to adopt, if you are already parenting through adoption, or you're looking for information regarding uh, reunions. So uh, do email your questions to me at info at letstalkadoption.com. Today, again, we're discussing the importance of cord blood banking, and our guest is Erin Foster. Erin is both a birth mother and an educator for Umbilical Cord Blood Banking. Uh, she's helping spread the word about this important topic. Welcome to the show, Erin. Hi, thank you. Well, it's so nice to have you here. And, you know, when I saw your, uh, we had sent over, someone sent over to us some information about, you know, your services and what you're Uh doing. I really jumped on it and said, gosh, I want people to hear about this because it's not only for adoptive parents, but anybody that is really, um, you know, pregnant or if, you know, your daughter is or your, you know, your friends, it's important. Tell us, you know, for people that aren't familiar with this term, what is cord blood banking and, and what is it for? Cordoba banking is in the umbilical cord blood, there are stem cells, and the stem cells have the uh, unique ability to adapt into other types of cells to stim- stimulate new healthy growth um, among the specific cells throughout the body. And so the idea is that you collect these stem cells from the umbilical cord blood, and they are an exact match for that child and potentially family members um, if ever they were needed later in life for a different disease. So this is something that's happened. It, you know, this happens, and you have to take this at, at birth. You have to have this planned out. Absolutely, yeah. So, so people that have children already cannot get this because it has to happen at birth. Right. This is why you've heard some of these stories in the media about people having a baby because they have another child that's ill. Mm-hmm. And, and is that true? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. See, I didn't even realize that was all tied together. How did you first learn about banking or preserving your baby's umbilical um, cord blood? Well, it was something that I researched on my own when I was pregnant um, with my son three years ago. There wasn't a whole lot of information out there, and I really just, um, I'd heard of the concept while I was in nursing school and did a lot of the research to just find the best company to do this with. I knew it was something that I wanted to do, um, and I just wanted to do it the right way. So I really was self-taught on it. Right, and so you went to nursing school, and so this is something that was really, you know, appealing to you too. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Now, you chose adoption for your one son, Mm -hmm. and then you have another son after that too. Um, You know, while you were making, you know, this plan, what was the most important thing? You know, I just want to share with that briefly some history on that. Um, You know, you wanted for your son while you were making your adoption plan for him. When when I finally came to terms with um, the fact that I was going to make an adoption plan, I focused everything on him, on my son. I want, I just dedicated um, everything I had to making the right choices. I'm a firm believer, and I don't want to live my life with any regrets. And I just I put everything I could into making every choice for him 
in his best interest. Wow. And that's really, um, I hear that more and more, the, the really love of a birth mother, too. And that's that's extremely important. Now, for your second son, your first son, you know, that was in adoption plan, you didn't know about the cord blood. No, I had no, I did not. And so by the time he had your second son, um, you did. And so was it was it something you decided, yes, I definitely have to do this? Oh, absolutely. I mean, before I was even pregnant um, was when I was in school and I, you know, learned of the concept and I knew immediately that I would take advantage of this. I knew immediately I would. And um, surely had I known 10 years ago about it, I would have felt the same way. Right. How is the blood gathered then? I mean, is it painful for a baby? Is there any risk no, to the baby? No, absolutely not. None at all. Uh, the cord blood is removed from the umbilical cord blood with a syringe, but it is after it is detached from the baby, mm-hmm. and um, and the doctor collects the cord blood, and then it is um, one phone call, it's sent to and processed, and then it is stored for an indefinite period of time. And so it, there, it won't get bad then later on? No, right now it's a it's indefinitely. Is it and, cryo? Yeah. Is it done cryo, like frozen? Yes. It's frozen, okay. Mm-hmm. And so there are certain banks that bank these then, I guess, just like they do, you know, um, sperm banks or anything else. They are the tissue banks. Right. Um, they store these, I see. And so it can be stored indefinitely, so into their 30s and 40s or whatever it may be. Yes. Mm-hmm. And is it... Is, what's the normal cost? Is it expensive? Um, I know it probably varies between companies. It does. I, yeah. It does. And it varies. It does vary. And uh, one of the things that I find is the most important with this, um, I do research on um, a lot of the different companies to make sure it's very important that you go with the right company. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, it is a little pricey. I would say average is around 1500 mm-hmm. and that's a one-time fee. And then you pay a storage fee of around $120 a year mm-hmm. for the storage fee. Yeah, and that's not bad if your child needs it. more and more people coming down with diseases that may need this. And I know we're going to share with you're going to share that in a few minutes too. Um, yeah. and I know you're not a doctor, but the information you've gathered. I want to give out your website now so that people that are interested in, um, we'll give this out again later on. But um, your website you have made is very nice for this is bankforyourbaby.com, B A N K, and then F O R Y O U R, baby.com. And so, Aaron, you developed this site to really help people educate them about this this need. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, like I said, when I was pregnant, there wasn't a lot of information out there, and there's such a process that you have to go through just to narrow down the pros and cons of the different companies and what is, you know, really the safest and most secure way to go because that's such an important mm-hmm. decision to you make. You don't want when you someone. Do this. Yeah, you don't want someone that's going to go out of business. And well, you don't. There's a lot of different factors, at, mm-hmm. and that's that was one of my main concerns. And and you just want to know that it's in safe hands. You mm-hmm. don't want to leave it subject to mm-hmm. science. Um, and so I, I went through all of that research and I just made a website of all the information I came up with. So it makes it easier to people, for people to decide. Right. And I think because you've done this yourself too, it makes a big difference. And Mm -hmm. uh, you're not, you're not a company that's just, um, doing this for one particular, you know, you really put the information out there. You know, when does a parent have to decide to save their babies in biblical cord blood? I mean, do they have to know months before why they're expectant or with adoption, um, you know, we know that we have to get yeah. permission from a birth mother, but when would they need to make that decision and set the paperwork? How long does it take? Um, it, I mean, it's best to know um, as far in advance as possible, but if it's a last-minute thing, you know, you can get what we do or what the company does is sends a kit to you, and then you would take that to the hospital at the time of the delivery or the birth mother would. Mm-hmm. And... Um, 
often hospitals actually hold the kits, but it's, that's definitely not something to rely on. So if it was a last-minute thing, it would be worth a chance. But, you know, if, if it was a last-minute decision, they can send you a kit rather quickly. Yeah, and I know that we've had a family um, that was going through an adoption plan, and she went into labor early uh-huh. and had the baby and uh, was not thinking because she was so shocked she was in labor early, and they did not take the core blood, and the family was just so devastated. Yeah. Uh, and so I think planning, realizing that a, a woman can go into labor, you know, four weeks prior to her due date or four weeks afterwards and really, you know, maybe six weeks or eight weeks ahead of time, having that kit there – and then even checking with the hospital to be sure that they have it. Is this available through all U.S. hospitals and have it other countries? We have about 24 to 26 countries that listen to our, our broadcast worldwide. Do you happen to know if these are available in other countries too? Uh, in other countries, I know that there are ways to work this out so that it is possible. They could, they could probably ship it or they could exactly. check it too. Mm-hmm. So there are other ways they can do that because yes. that has been one thing, especially with military families. Oh, and, absolutely. Um, you know, I have, a lot of, I have a lot of listeners in the U.K., and so um, I would just think that they did the research ahead of time. Right. And even for adoptive parents, they can research this in advance mm-hmm. um, and then present it to the birth mother with the material that you've had so that she understands the value. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing worse. I have had uh, adoptive family that contacted us and said, you know, I need a bone marrow for my child. Please help us find the birth mother. And uh, very, very panicky. Um, so this is why I think it's very important because whatever we can do to help our children um, in case they have that time of need, can this blood be used also for other family members or is it pretty much the same match? Uh, it's not going to be an identical match, but mm-hmm. there's a much higher chance that it will match another family member. Mm-hmm. Now, I've heard of some families that actually donate their baby's core blood. You know, can they, can they donate some and keep some for themselves? Uh, or, it's either you are going to donate it or you would pri- uh, privately store it. I see. So if yeah. you donate it, there is no the no cost. There's uh, yeah no cost, and then there's actually no guarantee that if you were to need it or your child were to need it, mm-hmm. that it would be available because they could have used it prior to that. Exactly. Right, exactly. What benefit does that have by donating um, the core blood? It goes into a nationwide bank so that mm-hmm. if somebody else does need it and it would be an exact match for them, mm-hmm. then it would be available for them. I see. So if you donate, that's where that's what the benefit is, too. Mm-hmm. You know, what was your main reason and why you decided to preserve your child's stem cells? Uh, my main reason was that uh, I, I knew of the capability and the potential mm-hmm. of what this could do uh, in the future, not, now and in the future. Mm-hmm. And I, the way I look at things is, you know, I like to do everything that I can do. This was the best opportunity I could give for my child for his health care. I mean, it's the most advanced that you can get, and it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity mm-hmm. that I never wanted to have any regrets about. I never wanted to feel like I hadn't done what I could do. Mm-hmm. And um, this, I, I think that makes sense. I mean, this would be mm-hmm. a nice gift for someone, for parents to give to their child that's, you know, for grandparents giving to a brand-new grandchild coming is, you know, as, as instead, of, instead of a baby gift, is actually giving this gift and saying, I'm going to pay for this to have this in case you ever need it. Absolutely. Um, I would rather have that than a bouquet of flowers uh, or a new blanket. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so that's something that people can think about, that listeners can think about if they have, you know, family members that are expecting this, this might be a nice gift to give them. Did you have any family history that led you to, to be concerned that you might need this later on? No, I did not. Mm-hmm. No, and, I did not. I still just felt like, um, I still just felt like I wanted that there. Mm-hmm. And you just had that, that gut feeling. I think that's, that's, you know, we need to go on that too. 
Tell me, what uh, type of diseases are they working for now? I mean, this is changing constantly with stem cell research, and, and there's some controversy yeah. over it. But tell me a little bit about what's, what they're doing now with this. With, well, with they're this doing, particular... right now, it can treat over 40 diseases. Mm-hmm. Those are cancers, bone marrow failures, inborn errors of the metabolism, immunodeficiencies, and a lot of other diseases. And they're doing, uh, the future potential is, you know, they're doing tons of studies for Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. heart disease, muscular dystrophy, multiple sclerosis, which actually does run in my family, mm-hmm. diabetes, spinal cord injury, stroke. There's several different, uh, many different that they're doing the studies on that are very promising. So let's just say that a child found out they, they had cancer. This child had cancer later on when they were in their 20s. And then later on they found out they had MS. Mm-hmm. Would they be able to use can they split that, or is it? That's a process that um, the actually the company that I represent, mm-hmm. that I am an advocate for right now, mm-hmm. and the and the main reason I am is because they have um, they're doing studies right now. It's called selective amplification, mm-hmm. so that they can expand the stem cells. Mm-hmm. So they can take a, um, a you know the quantities that they have and expand it so that it can be used more than once or be used for a larger person. Right. For, yeah, for an adult, exactly. Right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to share more about the importance of cord blood banking for your baby, for their future, for your peace of mind uh, with our guests. So we'll be right back after this next little break. On my 18th birthday, I made a decision that would affect me forever. I chose life for my baby. I wasn't ready to be a mom or even to change my dreams of being a singer. Many of my friends offered to help me end my pregnancy. But then I learned about another option that provides a beautiful life for my baby, adoption. I was able to choose my son's parents and even meet them at the hospital. They love him so much and he's an answer to their prayers. I get emails and pictures from them. I even travel to visit my son each year. He has wonderful parents, an awesome life, and a solid future. Everything I wanted for him. And now, I've even moved to Nashville to follow my dreams. I chose life. I chose adoption. Open adoption means you make the choices. Choose the adoptive family, how much contact you want, and how you want the adoption to happen. To learn more about adoption, call 1-800-923-6784 or visit LifetimeAdoption.com. You can speak with a compassionate counselor confidentially 24 hours a day. Call Lifetime at 1-800-923-6784. Talk adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell on KFIA AM 710. If you're considering adoption, I hope you will check out our adoption resource guide. Um, I wrote a, a really, I think, a wonderful book. I'm not biased at all. AdoptingOnline.com, and it's a really comprehensive guide for people that are considering adoption and really want to do it right, save money, energy, and um, and do it safely. It's available at bookstores online. Um, you can order it through your local bookstore if you'd like, or you can go to adoptingonline.com and order it there too. And there's also a $10 coupon on that site. Or you can call 1-877-432-6785 to order it now. It's available resource, um, also a great gift. If you just joined the program, we're sharing the importance of cord blood banking with an educator and birth mother, Erin Foster. Erin is uh, from the East Coast, and she is... Um, 
an advocate. She had gone to nursing school, and she's done a lot of research on her website, bankforyourbaby.com. Bankforyourbaby.com is Erin's website where you can learn more about um, this important topic. Erin, before we left, we were talking about, you know, some of the things that we can use the cord blood um, for and that we only can, you know, get this blood at the time of birth through the mm-hmm. biblical cord and that it won't hurt the baby and that it is, um, you know, it's a process that's very detailed about uh, freezing this. Mm-hmm. You know, tell me how important it is for birth parents and adoptive parents to explore this option to store their child's cord blood because a lot of times, you know, um, birth parents are going through an emotional time, adoptive right. parents are busy with paperwork, and they may miss this opportunity. Share with us your feelings about that. Uh, I, I feel it is so important, uh, particularly because I can relate to birth mothers. You don't, you don't ever want to look back on this situation um, and, and say, I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have done that, because it is really um, all the choices you make during this time are just once in a lifetime. And I think that this is something that um, the child will most likely never have an exact genetic match or even the chance um, of potentially having a sibling that could match them. And it's so important just to be able to give this to them for added security in their lives. Mm -hmm. I I think so, too. And this is where I've heard the panic when families have called and said, you know, I need some help from birth mother. Maybe Mm -hmm. birth mother's not stayed in contact. And it's, it's easier. It's becoming easier now through... Um, you know, websites and email and that type of thing where you're not having to rely on a physical address to keep in contact because so many people move so often. But, you know, a lot of times they may no longer be in the country or even alive. Mm -hmm. And I would think that this is something that, um, you know, people really need to think strongly about. And again, adoptive families would normally pay for this. This would not be an expense for a birth mother. Mm -hmm. But I think that a birth mom giving this gift to her child to say, I really want this done. And that could be part of the agreement with the adoptive parents, Absolutely. that they do that. And, mm-hmm. and I would, I I, if I was a birth mom, I'd be concerned if the adoptive parents didn't want to do this. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I would be concerned whether or not I made the right choice in the family if they say, oh, I don't know about the expense because I feel like if they aren't willing to put the money forth, which is a small amount in comparison to give me peace of mind yeah. so I can go about, I would really reconsider whether or not this family is the right one for my child because I would want the very, very best for my child if I were not able to parent them. You want to be able to do everything that you can for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yes, and I think that's important. So we discussed a little bit about adoptive parents would need to get permission from the birth mother and get something signed because they're going to need that at the hospital. And I am an advocate of believing that you really need many copies of things because, you know, you could get the phone call to go to the hospital if this is an open adoption. Um, and you may have your paperwork at home, but you're an hour away from the hospital, you know. Um right. And you need to get that there. So I'd say keep a copy in your purse, um, keep a, p- a copy with your um, your adoption professional and the hospital records and the birth mother um, on permission because if for some reason she has to go in for a C-section or she's um, mm-hmm. uh, something that happens, that's going to be really important, right? Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, so I think planning is ahead of time. It's really important too. Um, let's share your, your site one more time too about where people can find out more about the umbilical cord banking too if you don't mind. Uh, no, it's uh, bankforyourbaby.com, and I just have um, some information about myself and the process that I went through in making this decision and why I feel it's so important, uh, and there's actually a savings on there where you can receive a coupon savings for mm-hmm. this, which is always helpful, mm-hmm. and um, just some other information about you know expecting and 
preparing for that and wanting to make all the right choices. Right, and I think education is the most important part. I have a couple okay. questions I want to ask you, you know, getting back to your adoption, because I know that a lot of people like to learn more about different different adoption situations. You know, what, uh, you know, we had talked about off, off the air a little bit about your choice in adoption. And when you had your son 10 years ago, um, you know, were, did you think about parenting first or, you know, switching I, gears or on? I your did. Um, I think I was in denial for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I did um, make really irrational plans for mm-hmm. how I was going to raise my baby. And it, um, it was quite a struggle to, you know, face, uh, the reality that I knew in my heart that I couldn't do that. Right. And, and did you had help then to finally, what made you change just briefly, what made you change your mind and decide adoption was the best thing for your, your son? I realized that, um, as much as I loved him and as much as he, we would at least have each other was, you know, I realized that that wasn't going to provide a house. It wasn't going to provide a job, money, emotional support, and mm-hmm. most importantly, time mm-hmm. to spend with my child. There, I, I knew I couldn't do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And how is he doing today? He's, he's doing good. We did have contact for several years, and then that has been cut off at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Is that something you're comfortable with, or you'd like to have more Yeah, it, it is. I am comfortable with it. You are, yeah. yeah. Well, that's always nice to hear different stories like that. Erin, I want to thank you again for being on the show. Um, your, your information has been so very helpful to us. And um, I think it's going to help a lot of people because this is extremely important. And I hope that people will consider um, this in the cord blood banking for their child. And again, it's a one-time thing that you have only this opportunity at birth to do. And so again, if you'd like to visit Aaron's site and get more information there, bankforyourbaby.com. Um, or you can go ahead and email us at info at letstalkadoption.com and we'll mail you some information. Aaron, you've been kind enough to send us to, um, to our office um, some brochures, too, that we can send out to people um, regarding this. And um, we'll have this show again um, on our archive show because I think it's important and it'll be free for people that want to send others over to it. So thank you so very much. And we'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Okay. Well, I wanted to share with a lot of our listeners, too, that uh, if you are considering adoption, I hope you'll check out the adoption resource um, resources on our site at Let's Talk Adoption. They're there to help you, whether you're you know, trying to do a reunion, if you're a birth parent trying to decide what to do, um, if you are looking for legal advice. Um, one of our upcoming shows is going to be an attorney answering many of your questions you've been sending in to me regarding um, legal advice. And um, I want your information. I'd like to find out what topics you'd like to hear about. So do info, send info at letstalkadoption.com to me, and then what I'll do is I will go ahead and incorporate these into our programming, and that helps us. Again, we have CDs available of past shows, and your purchase of those CDs help us remain on the air, educating people worldwide. Again, we have about 24 to 27 countries that listen to our program uh, via the Internet uh, through our site, and then also through KFIA 710 out of here in the Sacramento, uh, California area for our listeners um, locally. So I hope you've enjoyed the show. I've really enjoyed being part of your afternoon and uh, let, allowing me into your home and into your hearts. And I hope that I can bring more programming to you soon, too. So until next week, this is Marty Caldwell with Let's Talk Adoption. Have a wonderful week. God bless you. And we're going to go ahead and give you more information regarding our next program right after this. And that program next week is going to be a legal question. So if you have legal questions, send them in to us, again, at info at letstalkadoption.com. And what we'll do is we'll answer those. Mr. James Handy will be our guest, and he will be answering about 20 questions um, regarding adoption law, how to get started, how to save money, how to keep from getting scammed, who can do your adoption work, who cannot do that, and where you need to go to get the help you need. So do stay tuned for that. 
Okay, until next week, this is Marty Caldwell. We'll see you then. God bless you.